Hey there, thanks for listening and welcome to the Marketing Matchmaker Podcast. If you're looking to grow your business, increase your revenue and scale your impact, all while staying true to who you are and the people you serve, this is the show for you. I'm Jennifer Tamborski, digital marketing strategist, fractional CMO, and founder of Virtual Marketing Experts. My team and I work with six and seven figure coaches, consultants, and online entrepreneurs who are tired of playing the guru game of one size fits all marketing. They're ready to create a business and marketing strategy that actually builds relationships with their ideal clients, creates massive shifts in their business and rapidly increases their revenue. As your marketing matchmaker, I'm going to help you find the perfect marketing match for you. This show will teach you how to reach your ideal client, connect with your audience, build that perfect relationship, and generate more revenue. All through a process I like to call dating your ideal client. Now let's go have some fun. Hey there, welcome to the Marketing Matchmaker. I am super excited today about my guest. We are interviewing Lorianne. She is a niche and message clarity queen, helping coaches to get clear on their niche and package it up into one signature framework that can be used to create multiple revenue streams so they can scale their impact and income without burning out. She's on a mission to help coaches become thriving CEOs who live well and do well. She's a mom of two living in Kingston, Jamaica, and has impacted thousands of entrepreneurs and coaches. Welcome to the show, Lorianne. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I love this topic because one of the things that um, I encourage all of my clients to do is to focus on one thing, right? When you're marketing yourself, you focus on one stream of revenue, one offer, one sales funnel until you get that rocking and rolling, and then you can start to scale. So I would love to hear your point of view on this. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So my background, my background is in marketing. So I started out in marketing for corporates in corporations, and I always use this thing called a one voice strategy one voice, one message across the channels, right? And I think it becomes more important for entrepreneurs who are starting businesses to take that strategy to heart. So I work with entrepreneurs now as well. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is niche down, focus in on one thing and become really, really good at that one thing. And you could always expand, right? But when you try to do everything and you try to be on every channel and you try to say multiple things, people are confused by it. You know, it's not because you don't have the expertise or you couldn't offer some value in different areas, but the strategy to just kind of niche down, focus on one thing allows you to be seen, you know? So it's so important. It is super important, especially in today's world, right? There's so much noise on the internet. And reality is that's where most of us make our business, um, especially coaches. And when you're able to become super clear about that one message, people can actually hear you, which is so super important. So tell me how you kind of help coaches do that. 
how do you take yeah. what process do you take them through how do you help them kind of move into that one signature offer yeah thanks for asking that it's a good question and guess what it's also one of the biggest challenges I find that coaches and service providers have. And I just wanted to address that first because, you know, clarity and having that one thing allows us to take action. Usually when people find themselves, you know, at a loss for what content should I create, at a loss for, you know, what should I offer? What should I say? Because they're so confused about everything. It puts them into analysis paralysis. And so they don't actually do anything. So the first thing I like to do is help people get clarity. And that is why I focus in on this because of people not taking action. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that whatever you're doing, it's coming from you first. And I know a lot of coaches talk about, you know, who do you serve first? And we start with that group. My perspective is we start with you. Because when you start with you and look at, you know, what do I want to do? What problem do I want to solve? What expertise do I have? What am I passionate about? Although I do like to expound on the word passion because I do think it's a little dangerous. <laughs> Because when people say passion, people are, you know, people assume that it has to be this thing that's all consuming and it's burning them up and they're just so excited. So maybe it's, you know, what you care about, you know, what do you care about in this world? What you, what bothers you? That's the thing that I'm referring to as passion. So it doesn't have to be that, you know, burning desire, but this thing that you care about, what do you care about? What problems do you want to solve in the world? And when you start there and then you start to expound on okay, this is a problem that I want to solve. This is something that really bothers me and I'd like to see a solution for it. What skills and talents and expertise and experience do I have that I could lend to solving a piece of this problem? And then when you do those two things first, then you bring in, okay, who has this problem now that I could potentially solve um, it for, right? And so when you start with that, what do I care about? How can I use my expertise and my skills to solve a problem and then add in the who? That's when you start to see clarity. You know, that's when you start to understand what do you want to do? Because it's going to come from a place that you're passionate about. And it means that you're going to be able to talk about it. It means you're going to be there in the long haul because we all know that entrepreneurship is <laughs> a commitment. It absolutely is a commitment. <laughs> especially mm -hmm. in the coaching industry, because I mean, the coaching industry is growing so rapidly, right? Um, and when you, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, you understand that, that clarity about what it is you do well and what it is that you want to share with the world, you're right. It, it totally helps you to focus on your next step, which is your ideal client. I love to start my clients off with a SWOT analysis which is their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, yeah. which kind of just does exactly that. Starts with that framework of what is it that you do good? What is it that you do yeah. well? So tell yeah. me- Yeah, and that, that's such a good place to start to be- Yeah, go oh, ahead. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was saying that's such a good place to start because, you know, People overlook that as a quick step. You know, I need to get to the tactics. I need to get to how do I use Instagram? But we need to put more focus on this first aspect. So I love what you're doing and helping people with that, you know, SWAT first. 
And that's the similar approach I take because we need to spend more time on that. Because when you spend your time on what your strengths are, what are your weaknesses, what are your what are the opportunities that you see there, this is going to be the foundation that's going to help you to do so much better with all of those tactics. You know, you're going to have such clear focus and direction. You're going to stop feeling that anxiety of, oh my gosh, that person's doing this, they're doing Instagram stories and they're doing reels, and I gotta do that, you know, because you're just looking at what's on the outside. But the person who's so clear about this is my unique gift or this is my strength because I've spent so many years learning how to do this thing or I'm just so good at this thing because, you know, so people ask me to do, it means that you're going to show up with so much more confidence that those strategies and tactics are going to be so easy for you to implement. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that point of view. So tell me what's your next step? Like what is it after they become clear on who they are, what do they do next? Yeah, so after they are clear about what they want and they can figure out now, okay, now I know who I can help. And I think we don't have to niche down by demographics. We don't have to think about, you know, it's a woman, she's 35, you know, she lives in the suburbs with 2.5 kids. That is very relevant information. And we as marketers know that that's going to be important for us to find the people, especially when we're doing, you know, the targeting, et cetera. But when you're just starting and you're thinking, okay, now I know what problem I want to solve. I know how I can help solve that. Just pick a wide group of people because guess what? There are going to be multiple people that have that problem. So let's say the problem is like, you know, helping people understand how to market online. It could be for women, it could be for men, it could be for coaches. There are so many ways that you can niche down. But if you start with that problem first and identify one group of people, so let's say online entrepreneurs, which is different to, you know, somebody who has a storefront, and then you start to work with those people and see which ones do I prefer to work with? Because that's when you're gonna get clarity. As a coach, I'm sure many of us and many of your listeners who are listening now have had clients that they're like, oh my gosh, would this client just go away? (laughs) (laughs) And you're not going to know until you actually start working with people. And the person that you thought you wanted to work with might not, in fact, be your ideal client. So the next step would be taking that message, that problem that you want to solve, and start helping people with it. And that can be you know, a multiple multitude of ways, you know, whether it's you're helping people for free or you're doing it for testimonials or, you know, you're just, you're trying to stretch your coaching muscle and see if what you're doing actually works. And that's so important too, because a lot of people's next step is I'm going to market this thing that I've created mm-hmm. and they have not tested it and they have not validated that one, it's something that I actually enjoy doing. Two, There are people who have this problem and my solution actually fixes the problem for them. And three, I have discovered exactly who I want to work with. So now I can get even more focused. So the next step is testing that, that solution. I love your methodology here because we are, we really have the same kind of ideas um, in, in what needs to come before you start doing things like paid ads or paid traffic kind of things. Um, so I absolutely love that. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they're doing this? Yeah. So some of the biggest mistakes I see are people getting, spending too much time 
behind the computers or <laughs> um, in their workbooks planning this ideal client and not doing enough discovery. You know, there's no way we as, as entrepreneurs, as coaches, as professional marketers or not, we can only make assumptions. And I find that a lot of coaches or a lot of consultants spend a lot of time planning rather than executing. And that's a first big mistake. So you spend so much time trying to figure out who this ideal client is and you know what shoe size they wear and where they're hanging out that you don't take that time to actually speak to them. And in the entrepreneurship world, um, it's not a new concept, but we talk about getting out of the building. So you have your idea, you need to get out of the building now. So you're stuck in this building or this building metaphorically is our computer since we're all behind our screens now. And you actually need to talk to people. So that's the first mistake I see. People are not talking to their ideal clients or their audience because you're actually going to learn so much more when you actually start working with people. You're going to learn the language they use to refer to the problem because what you might be thinking and how you phrase it is probably not going to be the same way that your ideal client does. Because a lot of times we get stuck in the jargon of the language that we know, especially for marketers or if we are professionals in our field, we tend to use language. We tend to use um, process versus problem. And that's the second mistake that I'll get into. But yes, the first one is not actually working with people and just making assumptions. The second mistake I see, which I just alluded to, is that we talk about our process a lot, right? Especially as coaches. So we talk about, you know, we're going to give packages of three months and I'm going to work with you or I'm going to help you with NLP or success principles or whatever it is our methodology is. And that's not what's going to resonate with your target audience because they think about What's their problem? What's the benefits, right? They're not thinking about those features. And we talk about it. You know? right. They want to know what they're going to get. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what are they going to get out of it? Not, you know, what are the steps to get to that end point? Um, yeah, exactly. I have this, this idea of you sell them what they want in order to give them what they need. And your process is often what they need, but you've got to sell them what the end thing, like whatever that is, better mindset, more money, whatever your end thing is. Um, exactly. Selling. That's exactly right, Jennifer. And you know what we say it and it's, we think it's simple concepts and, but it's, you know, it is something that again, we don't spend enough time on because we want to get to the fun stuff, which is, you know, the execution. But when you recognize this, that the language that we use is so important, which we talk about our messaging and our message to me is a little different, but the language we use is so important because when we talk to our clients about, let's say, limiting beliefs or, you know, they may not think what they're thinking is a limiting belief, but what they do know is that I'm not able to get a relationship that I feel comfortable in, you know, maybe is a result of a limiting belief, but what they really want is a relationship that makes them feel great and have companionship. When you do do the coaching, you're working on their limiting beliefs, right? You're working on the core things that are going to affect them. But when you're talking to them, you have to talk about those problems that they're facing. You have to think about what would these people Google? Like if I was Google, I wouldn't say, um, how do I stop my limiting belief of so-and-so? I wouldn't do that. Right? Right. I'm probably Absolutely. Googling my problem. 
how do I find a companion that so-and-so I'm talking about relationship coaches or right. you know, whatever your thing is you have to think about what would that person google like those are the things that's the language that you need to talk about and going back to my first point you get that when you start working with clients because you start hearing that language and you start understanding what those little niggling things are that they actually need help with and then you help them with your process so don't sell your process sell the result talk to their pain points and then your methodology will support them during the coaching process. I can't agree with you more <laughs> about that. That is so critical. And I think something that a lot of people skip. I think you're exactly right in that people focus on the, the steps to get there. And that's not what they're looking for. I, I was guilty of it. Like I honestly, even as a marketer, sometimes we think about A, B, and C, and that doesn't really get them to connect with what you're wanting to do. Yeah. Well, I, well, so I use the word steps a little differently, but I understand what you're saying. So for me, the, the steps come into the signature framework, which I think is important um, or the pathway, kind of like that roadmap, right? right. So, and I'm, I'm jumping into my next phase, right? Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> so for me, it's once you've gotten clear about that, you know, that niche and who you're helping, et cetera, what problem you're solving, and you're able to know, look at, okay, how do I help this person get from A to B? People want to see that you know what you're talking about, which is another issue in the coaching world. And i I became a life coach and a health coach and I went to coaching school, all of that. And I know that you're not taught how to actually pull together a framework to deliver this coaching. And it might be different for some programs, but the ones I have been involved in and my clients, you don't. And so as coaches, we don't know coming straight out of coaching school or just beginning a coaching career, how to actually do that. So when you think about how do I help, uh, let's go back to that relationship coaching, you know, how do I help a client who wants to find love or stop choosing, you know, wrong mate or companion and get them to a place where they can feel confident about building a relationship? What are the steps? Now, if I say to a client, I'm going to help you for 12 sessions and we're going to work on you getting a relationship, that's not going to get somebody to pull out their wallet necessarily because I don't know if you really can help me there are multiple ways that you can support someone to make that decision and that's one niching down and if you are somebody who helps people with relationships that one gives me an indication that you might be the right person because it's what you specialize in but two if you have a process or or you have a roadmap that can show me here are the steps that we're going to go through first we're going to help understand what's going on with you then we're going to start um, analyzing your you know what's an ideal mate or whatever for you then we're going to move into this and you don't have to talk about your methodology so we don't have to talk about your coaching process so like the limiting beliefs or the exercises that you do but basically a framework that you can create that's going to form the basis for your coaching program so if you have a 12-week coaching program maybe it's 12 modules or maybe it's four modules or whatever but in other words a client can look at it and say okay you have a plan to help me then <laughs> right Absolutely. they want to know that you have a plan 
Yeah, I love that. I mean, I love the idea of creating a framework. Um, it's, it's something that I've implemented in my own business and I would hope most coaches implement into their business because you're right, just giving them in 12 weeks, you can get from A to Z and not giving them the, not necessarily steps, but more pieces, right? Like, right. you know, exactly. goes, by this, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a date, but by this point, you're going to be able to blah, blah, blah kind of thing helps people to really want to connect with that program. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a benefit of a signature framework. And it also helps you as a coach, because when you have a program that you, you know, okay, here's what I'm going to work with a client on to help them solve this one problem that I have niched down to, to, to help solve, here's my three point system or my five point or my seven point system that I carry clients through. It means that you're not going to have to customize packages for every client that comes along. So if you're somebody who's going to coach someone on everything, that means that the people could have a multitude of problems, which means that every time you come to a coaching relationship, you know, you're helping one with relationship, you're helping somebody with business, you're helping somebody with um, healthy eating habits. So this really allows you to focus. It allows you to become really good at something because you have a framework and you have a program that you are perfecting and you are becoming even better at. And, and the beauty about a framework is that you can tweak it. So as you work with clients, you're going to see, you know what, this piece doesn't work so well, or I need to fix it a little bit, or I need to adjust it or merge it. And that's what's going to happen over time. So you don't have to, like coaches don't have to worry about being perfect. You don't have to have everything figured out. You do need to start. And if you have this framework, that's going to help you to solve one problem. You're going to target one group of people that have this similar problem. It means you're going to be repeating this signature framework over and over again you're going to perfect it and you're going to tweak it and then you're going to get results and when you get results that's when you're going to get more clients because when you can have people say you know what I went through Jennifer's signature framework the Jennifer method the same <laughs> um, then they're, <laughs> they're going to say she gets new results and you can say, I have a proven system that works and it's gotten this client, this result, and this client, this result. And those testimonials is what's going to build your confidence and it's going to build your client base because you are now an expert. And I think it also provides you the ability to scale, right? Because most people, especially in the coaching industry, it, it starts, you start with one-on-one -on -one coaching, then you move to group coaching, and then you move to usually an online course of some kind. Yeah. And having that signature framework allows you to scale. So it worked well with one-on-one -on -one coaching and now I can move it into a group coaching program kind of thing. Um, and then I can move it into an online course and allows you to start getting from that 50,000 to 100,000 to 300 to 500, you know, and continuing to grow your business and help more people. Exactly. And that's exactly right, Jennifer. And that's what the signature framework does. And I like to talk about coaching in this three phases. 
And it's no, it's nothing new. It's what we talk about in entrepreneurship space as well. You know, you talk about being a startup or a scale up and you have that in-between phase that um, I call ramp up. And I heard, I actually heard that phrase from um, Amber McHugh and I thought it was great and I like to use it. So I'm borrowing that from her. So let me tell you where the source was. Um, <laughs> so the startup phase is where I call, I say you're a coach. Right. So you're a coach when you're in the startup phase. That's when you're learning to create your signature system. You're learning, you're figuring out your niche. You're figuring out how to coach and build that coaching muscle. Because a bigger problem when coaches get into this space is that they automatically have to learn to be business owners because now you're running a business, right? You have to be, you have to learn right. to be a marketer. You have to learn to be all of these things when you haven't even started practicing how to coach. And so you spend so much time marketing that you don't spend enough time coaching. So I call this first startup phase a coach phase. You're starting this niche, your messaging, your signature framework, and you're experimenting. Then I say you move into your entrepreneur phase, which is that ramp up phase where you're now building a business. You've proven this method. You've, you've validated that this problem is one that you can solve. You've proven your system. And now you want to build a business around it. This is where you move to that group coaching. This is where you start saying, okay, you know what? It worked with one-on-ones. Now I'm going to see if I can do this in a group setting and you get more experience and you start to tweak that system even more. And it becomes so much so efficient. You can move into another phase, which I call the CEO phase, which is a scale up phase. This is where you're growing so much that you need to get a team and you need more systems and automation in your business. And you're likely stepping out of the business to work on it. So you're not in the everyday, you're still coaching, you're still probably doing some stuff, but you have people there supporting you as a team. And I think knowing these three phases is so important because we tend to jump to that CEO phase or that ramp up entrepreneur phase right out the bat, not yeah. getting that initial phase, that coach phase, that's what I call it, um, down pat where you've validated your idea. And I just want people to know that it's okay to start at that startup phase. It's normal, it's expected, that's what you should be doing. And if you do that, you're gonna to get to that CEO phase so quickly rather than trying to jump all over the place and keep yourself confused. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And it's kind of where I have that same idea in my business, but that's where the paid ads come in, right? In your startup phase, you shouldn't be running paid ads, right? This is the hustle phase. This is where you go out and you network and you find clients and you do that kind of thing as you're perfecting things. Paid ads come when you're starting to ramp up or go into the CEO phase, right? Like those are, yeah. that's where you really start using that automation and that marketing muscle to grow your audience, to expand and accelerate your business. Um, so yeah, that's, I love the way you laid that out. It makes it so clear for everyone. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Paid ads, not necessary when you're just starting out. <laughs> nope. That's going to be another episode where I just dive into that kind of stuff. <laughs> because it is important for people to understand. I love the way. So when is the best time for someone to come work with someone like you? 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. So sorry, when is the best time for a client to come work with you? Oh yeah. So days. Yeah. So I, so I like to work with clients who are in that startup phase who want to get that clarity. And that's what I focus on because I find that there's, there is time. There's so many people who are working in the other phases of coaching and consulting. If you are just starting out and just starting out, meaning you could be doing it for one or two years, but you still don't have clarity around what you're doing. Cause so many coaches are still at a phase if you want clarity and you want focused directions that you can build a strong foundation, that's the time to come and work with me and really figure out, you know, is this a niche that I want to work with? Or here are the steps that I can take to figure that out. And if that doesn't work, rinse and repeat, you know, so there is a system. So it's really in that, that confusion phase, or if you're not getting clients or, you know, you're not, what you thought you were doing is not working probably means you need to figure out your messaging your niche and a framework that can or if you're what you're doing is it something that you like yeah right like that that whole first part of the passion kind of thing comes into that I know so many entrepreneurs that started out and coaches that started out doing xyz and as they worked with people they're like I don't really like that (laughs) (laughs) business for a couple of years and you've tried something and it's just not fueling your fire right yeah. that's a perfect time for them to find you and and jump on board in in your process yeah absolutely and thanks for asking that question and that is absolutely true and guess what I want people to know too that that happens a lot you're going to have started in one direction and then the fire just fizzled and it's not because you're not a good coach it's not because you know coaching is not for you necessarily but maybe you do need to have you know fresh eyes or a new perspective and figure out you know how can I make this something that I'm more comfortable doing and something that I'm really excited about yeah I agree so much with that Okay, so I could talk to you all day. And I also know that our listeners don't want to listen to a four hour podcast. So so before we wrap up, I want to let um, our listeners know how do they get a hold of you? Sure, you can find me. My website is laurianainsworth.com. I'm also on Instagram, Laurian Ainsworth or Thriving CEO, which is my program. So I have Thriving CEO Co. But I also have a niching guide, if I can tell you. It's a free niching guide. Yeah, you can go to laurianainsworth.com slash niche. And I have a guide that is going to give you a lot more information about what we just spoke about. Awesome. I will have all of that information in the show notes so everybody can find you and connect with you. I thank you so much for joining us today and kind of walking through this topic that is so important to our audience. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. It was fun. (laughs) So for those of you that are in that place, whether it's the, I need to feed my, this isn't feeding my fire, or I don't freaking know what I'm doing as far as that business model goes. I encourage you to reach out to Lori Ann and really focus on that niche and your message clarity. It is so super important when it comes to your business. And see you soon on the next Marketing Matchmaker. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Matchmaker podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Please head over to iTunes 
and leave a review so we can hear from you. And if you are a coach, consultant, or online course creator who are looking to grow your business, increase your income, and scale your impact, connect with me at yourmarketingmatchmaker.com. I look forward to hearing from you.